Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us on Cannabis Tech Talks. Joining me today is one of the NBA's 50 greatest players of all time, Mr. Isaiah Thomas, former pro basketball player with the Detroit Pistons, coach, analyst, and executive, and also uh, stars on NBA on TNT. Thanks for sitting down with us, Isaiah. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm thrilled to speak with you. So I'm kind of surprised by the shift, but at the same time, I'm not because a lot of people have been seeing the energy in the cannabis market. But you recently made a, a $3 million investment into One World Pharma, um, a global global supplier of hemp-derived ingredients. So coming from your background in basketball, um, which really hasn't looked that kindly on, on cannabis in the past, what kind of drew you to, to the space and to this investment? Uh, really, it, it started out uh, from my um, entrepreneurship and, and ownership of uh, Sherlon Champagne, uh, which we have 200 acres in the Oak region of Champagne. Um, we're the largest Black-owned champagne company in the world. And when I got into the champagne space, uh, I didn't realize that I was getting into the agricultural space. Mm. <clears throat> and, and what makes champagne so unique uh, and why it can be called champagne is because of the sun, the soil, the climate uh, that which it, the grapes grow in in Champagne that produces a certain acidity for the grapes in terms of the Pinot Noir grape, the Chardonnay, and the Pinot Blanc grape, uh, which is what we use in our Champagne. Uh, fast forward now in the cannabis space, what drew me to the cannabis space was uh, the equatorial advantages of, of One World Farmer. I'm the CEO and vice chairman of One World Farmer, thus the investment into One World Farmer. Uh, we, we are headquartered and we're US, a U.S.-based company and uh, based out of Las Vegas, but we cultivate and we grow in Colombia. Now, why do we cultivate and grow in Colombia? Because of the equatorial advantages that the Colombian soil, the sun, the indigenous growers that we partner with, uh, and you're able to produce the best cannabis, the best hemp at the lowest price. Uh, we see cannabis and I see cannabis and hemp uh, really changing the world from a carbon standpoint, from a climate standpoint, and then understanding the, the endocannabinoid system that we have inside our bodies that really work well with our CB1, CB2 receptors that work well with the plant. So, you know, understanding that the business and the science uh, really drew me to this place. Um, and on a personal story side, uh, as my mother got cancer, my brother got cancer, my dad had lung cancer. And it was interesting because uh, cannabis wasn't being prescribed medically at that point in time. Um, but all the doctors were saying, um, you know, if you... Uh, was to smoke marijuana at that time, it would increase your appetite. So, you know, the, the beneficial, the, the, the storytelling and, and then the, the, the curiosity of, around why would, why would doctors be saying this outside of the medical profession, mm. but not inside the medical profession. And then, of course, in, in the 90s, uh, the cannabinoid, the endocannabinoid system was the, you know, kind of discovered and it's 
truly changing the way we look at our bodies. The planet is truly changing the way we look at world, look at the world, and it's truly changing the way we look at the medical industry right now. Wow, that's huge. And I can really understand how having a better understanding of what happens with champagne and wine and that understanding of the agriculture industry really played into your decision to invest in a company that's working out of Colombia because yeah, they're super uh, lauded for their soil quality. So that's awesome to hear that you're so involved in every aspect of, of that business. Well, I know that um, this investment makes you think one of the largest minority business owners in North and South America um, in the cannabis space. So can you pinpoint when you kind of first became interested? Was it when you heard doctors talking about it for your family's um, appetite? Or was there a time when you thought maybe this this could just be a, a worthwhile investment? So actually, the, the firm that I own, uh, Isaiah International, uh, you know, and, and one of my, you know, my uh, my son, my daughters, uh, they're they're in the they're in the space uh, with me. And my son actually uh, was the one who was, um, you know, saying that, you know, we you know, as a company, we should we should look into, um, you know, cannabis. And, and, you know, I was one a former athlete uh, saying, no, I don't I don't think this is something that. Uh, you know, a space that we want to venture into. Mm. Also, there you know, was, you know, heavy um, drug use that's been documented, you know, in terms of my, my brothers with uh, cocaine and heroin. And so, you know, you know, the, the plant has got had gotten such a, um, a bad rap in terms of a uh, gateway drug and everything else. And being a former athlete, I wasn't I wasn't there mentally. Mm. Uh, but my son and my daughter was like, you know, you know, you really should do some more research around this. And they were the ones that were, you know, kind of pushing us from a company perspective uh, to move into this space. Uh, they being a lot younger than myself and your generation uh, really have more knowledge about the plant, uh, was also uh, doing more research around the plant. Uh, my generation basically was scared away from the plant. Uh, but now, you know, your generation has brought it back and not only have you brought it back, but now there's been a, a great industry created around it. And not only is it the right time, but it seems that Mother Earth is calling for this time now. Mm. Uh, it's in need of the hemp plant. It's in need of uh, cannabis in terms of uh, how it restores uh, how it works within your body, how it alleviates uh, pain, inflammation, and they're finding all kind of different ways uh, that you know CBD, CBG, CBN kind of works with your receptors inside your body. So uh, it's a it's an old industry, but it's a new emerging industry from a business standpoint that we wanted to look into, and that's why we you know I, I took the reins as CEO of One World Farmer, uh, Vice Chairman CEO. And then after doing a lot of due diligence inside the company and understanding what uh, the opportunity was that we had in the space, thus we made the investment uh, into the company to give it a little bit more infrastructure and to secure our position in Colombia where we can grow the, the best cannabis in him and then give it to our customers at the lowest price. 
And so what was it about One World Pharma that kind of differentiated it from maybe other companies who I'm sure were seeking your investment? Well, the the, the four C licenses that we have at One World Pharma uh, gives us the ability for uh, THC, uh, low THC, high THC, uh, also lets us uh, export. And um, as we're starting out to build our extraction facilities uh, in Colombia, uh, Colombia is one of the U.S. Uh, biggest trading partners in the, in the Americas. And then just geographically where it sits, um, you know, being able to move off into the international space. My firm is called Isaiah International because most of the business that I do, uh, a great majority of it is outside of uh, the U.S. Uh, so having this position where we're uniquely uh, situated in the Americas, uh, that we can go all the way from uh, Colombia, Brazil, uh, into Canada, into the U.S., uh, so having this this position, uh, and then being uh, the only African American that's uh, the CEO of a publicly traded company, an OTC right now in this space, also is pretty unique. Also, so we, um, you know, being a raw materials ingredients provider, where we look at um, the the amount of land that we have access to in Colombia. We have close to a million acres uh, that we can uh, farm on and grow uh, through our agreement with FETACOR. It gives us a really unique opportunity uh, to intersect and interface with every uh, industry in in the world right now, whether it be food and beverages, packaging, um, uh, recreational use, uh, medical use, the hemp and cannabis plant can play in all those spaces. And we have the supply to meet the demand of every industry that's trying to reduce its carbon footprint and also trying to become healthier. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, I, ha- I hadn't considered what global implications it would have, especially given that that location. I think that's marvelous to hear. Um, and especially that you're so passionate about it, given that you were kind of a hard sell, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a hard um, but again, um, you know, the the one thing that you can't, um, you really can't go against is the science, yeah. you know, and and when you look at the science, uh, forget the, the, the rumors and the, the bad stories and the gossip. Uh, when you look at the science uh, around the plant and when you look at the science around nature, it's hard to dispute um, and it's hard to argue with Mother Nature. It's hard to argue with the, the science in terms of how it how the plant works with our body. The NFL just recently launched um, a large research study into the effect of cannabinoids um, on athletes' bodies and how it might be incorporated into recovery uh, rather than the opioids that are often um, prescribed or suggested now. As a former player and a coach, do you think there's a place for cannabis in sports, be it for recovery or recreation? Absolutely. I, you know, from, from a recreational standpoint, I would advise against that. Uh, but from a, from a recovery and reduction of uh, pain and inflammation, 
that's what we deal with on, on the daily. We deal with um, how can we reduce uh, inflammation and, and how can we uh, get better sleep. And, you know, the plant has uh, scientifically been proven to work in those two areas where from an athlete standpoint, if you can uh, reduce inflammation, reduce pain and get better sleep, it definitely will help your performance out on the floor. I can appreciate that distinction. And maybe just for those who are listening, because I know a lot of people, um, like you said, aren't, you know, have heard so many decades of negativity around the plant. Um, and maybe they're seeing their, their kids, um, you know, express more interest or try to talk to them about its benefits. You mentioned maybe advise, advise against recreational use for athletes. Um, and I think it's important to touch on, on why that might be. Um, why do you think maybe that's something that, that they shouldn't embrace fully if, if they're a, a professional athlete? Well, I, I just think that, you know, um, you know, overuse of, of anything, uh, overindulgence in anything is not a good thing. Um, and, you know, the, the, uh, the recreational side, uh, depending on, you know, what it's used for and what you're doing at that particular time, um, you know, if you don't want to go too far, uh, because, Again, like like anything, you know, if you if you have too much of a good thing, it turns into a bad thing. <laughs> I think that's accurate. I just I, I like to try to provide some balance. And so I appreciate you, you know, being transparent about your views on it, because I think we can talk so much about about its benefits. And I, I don't like to shy away entirely from, you know, the fact that it, it should be moderated, I think. Um, to each his own but I appreciate you sharing your thoughts on it. Um, is Isaiah International working yeah. on any other other new projects you'd like to, to share with us? Uh, later on today or, or possibly tomorrow, uh, we, we just inhaled uh, you know, a, a, a ticketing company that, that works with uh, the secondary uh, ticket market. And this, this is on the sports and entertainment side. Uh, so, you know, that announcement will be coming out uh, later today and, you know, we'll be working with the stub hubs and uh, the, um, the ticket masters. Uh, but that, again, that's a, that's another part of the company that, you know, I have to pay attention to, but on the hemp and the cannabis side, uh, we're working with um, a lot of the major players uh, in the auto industry, uh, again, that are looking to reduce their carbon footprint. Um, looking at ways to interact uh, with, with hemp uh, in the new infrastructure uh, bill that's being passed. Uh, mm -hmm. So we're, as a company, uh, One World Farmer, we're well positioned. Um, we have the, the supply to meet the demand. We have the scientists. And most important of, of all, again, as we started this conversation, um, we have the equatorial benefits of, of, of not having to pay for indoor energy, mm. not having to buy real estate uh, to grow, not having to, to do things artificially inside. Uh, we, get the, we get free sun. We have the land. Uh, so therefore, we're able to do it at a much more economical price. 
uh, that we can pass those savings on, savings on to the customer. Uh, so we're not we're not using a lot of uh, uh, energy off the electrical grid. Uh, most of you know all of our energy comes from from the sun. Uh, and again, this is what the the equatorial benefits provide. Uh, Colombia is expected to provide 44 uh, percent of the of cannabis and hemp uh, to the world again because of its uh, geographical location and and how cannabis and hemp is grown in that area, and it's only because of the sun, the soil, and the indigenous workers that we have uh, partnered with. I so appreciate that you're mindful of that, especially given the the reach. It sounds like. Uh, One World Pharma will have in the market. Um, it's awesome that you're thinking about how to be sustainable and utilize the resources in a way that's um, efficient. So that's great. No, 100%. We, you know, we're ESG company, and uh, that's our focus uh, in terms of uh, the social impact, the environment, and our corporate governance. Uh, those are the things that we that we focus on, and that we are here to. That's awesome. I'm so thankful for that. Um, I think more companies are going to have to really focus on that if the industry is going to grow in a healthy way. Um, And I think especially as federal and global entities start to kind of embrace it, I don't see that there will be a lot of room for alternatives that aren't thinking about those factors. How do you... I agree. Yeah. How do you um, kind of envision the future for the cannabis space? I see it uh, as a as an emergent space that will be um, a mainstay uh, in every industry. Uh, again, uh, because you're you're working with Mother Nature and uh, what what the Earth and what the environment is calling on and, and is calling for is they want real authentic products uh, back into play and. And the things that come out of the ground, the things that come out of Mother Nature's soil uh, are the things that the, all industries, I think, will start moving back towards to. Uh, and, and the more and the quicker we move back to, to Mother Earth, the quicker we clean up our environment and make it a more safer and sustainable place to live. And we won't necessarily have to be looking for other planets to go to, thinking that this one is going to die pretty soon. I can appreciate that. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Um, where can our listeners find out more about what you're working on, Isaiah? You can always go to. Um, you can also visit. You can always visit our company web, website, Isaiah International. Uh, that gives you um, uh, a full scope of the the four or five companies uh, that we have. Uh, Isaiah International is a holding company. Uh, we our specialty is startups and turnarounds, and um, we have uh, three or four companies that we're pretty excited about in terms of birthing into uh, the, the next phase of business. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, and it's simply Isaiah Thomas. Sure. Um, lastly, I'll ask, is there anything uh, maybe you'd like to touch on that, that we didn't hit on today? No, you asked really good questions. Um, and, you know, part of, part of uh, uh, being a, a good interviewer is to ask the right questions. So you ask all the right questions and you got all the information out of me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sweet. Well, I really appreciate your perspectives. Um, and I'm hoping that more and more people will start to, to embrace that ideology of the benefits, the science, 
um, and the potential it has to help the world instead of hurt it. So I'm, I'm so glad you shared that with us. For all of our listeners, if, uh, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to follow us on, on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, and check out our spring issue. It's now available on newsstands, uh, digital, and at Barnes & Noble. And until next time, I appreciate you, Mr. Thomas, and thanks for joining us. Uh, I guess for now, this is Patricia Miller from Cannabis and Tech Today and Mr. Isaiah Thomas signing off. Today's episode of Cannabis and Tech Talks is brought to you by Cerna. Designing a cultivation facility can be challenging and overwhelming. You have a lot of things to worry about and your cultivation climate shouldn't be one of them. Cerna's team of experienced licensed engineers provide stamped MEP designs to help achieve goals uniquely catered to your facility. Go to Cerna.com today to start planning your ideal cannabis climate. That's S-U-R-N-A dot com.